Welcome to Rise Up with Orion's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited to introduce my new friend, Jen Adams, to the podcast. She is a certified fitness trainer, life and health coach, youth exercise specialist, and certified autism fitness coach. Jen knows the benefits of healthy living and the possibilities for life transformation that are available to each of us. For 15 years, Jen served as a law enforcement officer specializing in domestic and sexual violence. She has extensive experience working with individuals and families affected by trauma. In her career working intensely with individuals and through her own personal experiences, she noticed that individuals often underestimate two things, their inner strength and capacity and their ability to overcome challenges and change their lives. Jen believes that with a positive mindset, compassionate support, and the effective guidance, we can grow through any of life's challenges. And we're all meant to live an abundant life. So thank you, Jen. Those are all of the feelings that I think so many of us need right now and all of your insights as we jump into this crazy time of year. So thanks for joining us, Jen. Thank you. So excited to talk about this topic, about preparing our mind and our bodies. I just had someone talk to me yesterday, and she said, Tara, I had all of these plans on what I was going to do before Thanksgiving in order per to prepare for Christmas, but I have done nothing. Um, so how, what should I have told her? <laughs> how can we get, get, ahead, get ahead of ourselves um, and start preparing for the holidays? I think knowing that we can start right where we are at. I think a lot of times if we hold ourselves to the standard that we should have done all of this stuff and we haven't done it, it can be paralyzing to us. But if we can pause for a second, take a breath and start where we're at and do one thing. So one thing that you want to get done, accomplish that and then move on to the next. Exactly. So what I hear you saying is maybe there's a little planning that needs to go into this. Um, so what questions should we be asking ourselves um, as we start to plan for the holidays? So I think for one, you have to identify for yourself what the holidays even mean to you. What do, a lot of people, they might mean family and feelings of joy and giving and others that might not feel as good or mean as much. But if you can define what it means to you or what you would like it to mean to you, it's much easier to make a plan around that. Um, I think it's important to also know what is most meaningful for you to feel or accomplish or be involved in during the holiday season. Yeah, I think, you know, for some people, you know, family is not something that the holidays maybe bring, you know, depending on what their past is or if they're dealing with, you know, some tumultuous relationships in their life. You know, family may not be the priority. I think that's what comes to mind for many of us. But for others, it may be, you know, giving to other people. That may be the meaning of the holidays. So I think that is such an amazing place to start is rather than defining the holidays based on what everyone else is doing to really define it for ourselves. I love that suggestion and to figure out really what matters. Um, I think sometimes it, it'll take, that takes some maybe journaling, writing things down, talking about it with someone that maybe that is open and that you trust, because I think a lot of times people do take on what all these external 
things are telling us we should want or we need and maybe that's not really true for any of us so sitting down and thinking what matters most to me during this season and actually writing that out what will bring me meaning what will feel good in writing that out first and even walking yourself through a holiday season that you created in your mind that mm -hmm. feels really good to you what does that look like and then incorporating that yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of the times too, is we carry on these traditions as well that maybe have been carried on for generations. Um, and there's something really special about that. But at the same time, to your point is, you know, crafting those traditions for ourselves and creating, um, you know, the things that you truly enjoy with those that we want to be included with those new traditions as well. Um, I think is something really important to think about. Yeah, when you're thinking about that too, think about how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel physically? How do I want to feel emotionally? How do I want to feel spiritually? And then when we go back to the planning, it can be more of a like technical type thing, pulling out your calendar. So if I want to feel strong and I want to feel healthy, what can I do to make sure that happens? And maybe that means that I move my body three days a week and actually writing that in your schedule so that you make that happen for yourself and take that action step towards what you wanna feel. Exactly, Jen, I'm hearing you talk a little bit about boundaries. Um, and again, we've talked about this on our podcast before is you know finding those healthy boundaries. So in your mind, you know what are boundaries and how do we determine how they're, if they're healthy or not? I think it's in a way protecting yourself and that innermost part of you in that in keeping yourself healthy and well. So I look at it when I talk with clients a lot about boundaries. We talk about kind of like having a bubble around you and what do you want inside that bubble and what do you kind of want to keep out of that to keep yourself well? And that could mean a lot of different things to different people and it might include different things that you're going to do. It might include boundaries with how much money you're spending during the season. It might include who you're allowing into your bubble to spend time in your space, things like that. But it's really about, to me, self-protection so that in not in a negative way, in a way that I know what I need and I'm staying in touch with myself and this is how I'm going to protect myself and keep myself healthy from exposing myself to things that might not feel so great. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, as well, it kind of goes back to what we talked about at the beginning is, you know, your boundaries are not the boundaries of others. And so some may have a very, you know, social calendar where there are not those, you know, social boundaries that they have to set where others, you know, a little bit more, you know, an intimate and a small social, you know, boundary is where we need to be. And so, again, I think it's so important, as you mentioned, to write it down and figure out what it is for us um, and to not compare it to other people. Yeah, and to be kind to yourself. And that doesn't mean that you're not being kind to others. I think that's something that uh, I've seen in my coaching practice, people struggle with, they, they, they feel sometimes almost guilty if they're protecting themselves and their boundaries and being true to what they really want, because they're worried that that means that they're not a kind person or thinking about others. And that's not the case at all. The only way that you can truly show up for others or care for other people is if you're caring for yourself and being kind for your, to yourself first. 
Exactly. And I think, again, writing that down is so important, not only the planning, but also writing down and being really intuitive with your thoughts and your feelings and all of those things, I think is so, you know, whether it be a gratitude journal or a worry journal, whatever direction we want to take um, to really write those things down and have a moment to really be intuitive with that. Yeah, another good technique that is always it, it puts it right in front of you where you can look at it in this way. And I use this in a couple of different versions, but one version you could use during the holidays is what do I want more of for the holidays on one side of a piece of paper? And what do I want less of? And really mm. like thinking about that, like what do I need to add and what do I need to, you know, maybe I don't need to go to every party that I'm invited to, or maybe that I want to go to more because I haven't been social over the past couple of years. Um, that could be a good tool to use to help yourself kind of guide what, what do I really want? What matters? Cause we get into this routine where we're maybe not checking into ourselves. We just do it how it's always been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of the give and take, you know, methodologies, you know, as we go into the holidays, you know, what can we give and what can we take um, and what can we take off our plate? You know, boundaries, a lot of the time, you know, I think about it and I need to stop myself in the tracks. It's not just about not just about saying no, you know, I don't want to do this or I can't do that. Um, again, it's just it's not about the no's um, about, as you mentioned, that bubble around yourself. So I think that's a great way to think about it. Um, and it feels really, really comfortable knowing that. So Jen, tell me a little bit about kind of the mental and kind of physical aspect of wellness um, and the holidays. I know as things get crazy and this kind of happened with COVID and it happens every year, um, one of the first things that goes out the window when people are under stress or in times of you know, trying to figure out those boundaries is a little bit about of our, our physical well-being. It goes right out the window. Um, so how can we kind of support our own minds and bodies when things get to get, become a little chaotic? Yeah, I think knowing that five minutes counts, 10 minutes counts. So if you don't make it to the gym or you don't do that hour workout or what you had planned, you can still do 10 minutes and start right there and, and do add the movement through the day. And that still counts. It's still good. So whether that be taking a five minute walk after you eat lunch to clear your head and move your body or having some weights next to your desk that you do some dumbbell curls um, and tricep extensions, maybe just to, to get it in there, you're still doing something and just start where you're at. It's important not to get stuck in that all or nothing mindset that I do it. I have to do it all and do it perfectly or I just don't do it at all because you don't want the next six weeks to go by and you're not taking care of your body physically at all. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes you hear people say, well, after the holidays, I'll start. Why can't you start from where you're at and work five minutes into a day and you'll feel better and master that. Oh, I can move for five minutes a day. Maybe I can do 10 minutes and build from there instead of, um, being so hard on yourself and thinking that you have to do it and do it perfectly right away. Yes, it doesn't have to be at six o'clock or five o'clock or four o'clock in the morning in order to get it in. I think that's a, a great suggestion as well. Um, and we talk a lot about with our health coaches as well as, you know, the New Year's resolutions are coming up, but you just said it. Why do we have to wait? Why do we have to wait until January 1st to put some of these little habits in place so we're even more successful once the new year comes? Um, you know, and I love that, you know, I I'll do a 10 minute, you know, core workout and then maybe later I'll have another 10 minutes that I can do something else or, you know, go for a walk or even just play soccer in the backyard with my kids. If there isn't snow on the ground, again, there's so many different, 
definitions of movement and exercise that we don't need to be in that box. Right. Do what works for you and start right where you're at. And you can, even if you missed a day, you can pick up that next day. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Pick it up, dust yourself off and do it again. I think, you know, we don't fail in a new year's resolution in one day, you know, and there's no reason that we can't start now and just keep going um, and to pick ourselves up. So I love that suggestion. So about our food choices, Jen, it is, it is a time when, you know, there's treats around, the office gets full, people drop stuff off, we're stressed, so we're ordering takeout. How do we kind of refocus on that when we're kind of fighting an uphill battle? I, I think the mindset to take is think about adding. How can I add more healthy things to my diet? not what I'm taking away, what I can't have. I'm not focused on the stuff that I can't do, but if I'm adding half my plate full of vegetables and then enjoying some of that takeout or then you know, at the potluck that I'm at. So really think about adding the fruits and vegetables to every meal. If I can add that, then I can still probably be filled up on that. So I might eat a little less of the maybe highly processed food or foods that don't have a lot of nutrients, but you're not feeling like I can't do this. Um, and it's the same. I, I think we should do that in life in general anyways. It's just think about what more can I add to my life to make it feel better and kind of take that focus off the deprivation um, mindset where we just have to, there's something wrong with us. So we just have to deprive ourselves and kind of fight this battle. But if you can flip it and think about all the good things that you can add, it's a little easier to get there. Absolutely. And I know for me, if I, you know, deprive myself of having that apple crisp or, you know, that pumpkin pie, I want it even more. And so it's one of those where, you know, talk about the stress response. I want it even more. And now I'm not enjoying my meal quite as much. So I love your idea of kind of, you know, adding rather than removing, because um, we can still enjoy those things. And we want you to enjoy the holidays, not feel like, you know, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. <laughs> Yeah, I think when we're we're knowing we're doing something that's good for us and our body too. So if you are consuming those vegetables or eating something healthy along with that, you can feel good about it. You can feel good about yourself and doing that. And like you said, enjoy the other thing that you may want to enjoy as well without as much, I don't think guilt is helpful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we can feel then focus on, well, I had all these vegetables and I enjoyed this and move on from that and eat vegetables again, like you're going to feel better about yourself and be on a better track than, well, I just blew it. And mm -hmm. I guess I'm going to keep blowing it and then feel bad and like continue that cycle. Exactly. Jen, I'm sure you talk to your clients about this a lot is kind of, you know, what goes in the energy in and the energy out as well. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about as well is I really want to enjoy that pumpkin pie. But again, where's the energy out with that? So I'm sure you talk about that balance a lot with your clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we only have so much energy for the good stuff. So if our energy is physical energy, mental, emotional energy is used up in beating ourselves up about what we just ate. We're going to feel more tired and drained when we're already using a lot more energy during the season um, in many different ways. 
Yeah. And man, does that stress respond just de deplete everything. So, you know, that the stress part of things as well, I think we always need to make sure that we're not just adding another dose of stress on top of it when we're stressing about our sleeping habits. Um, Jen, it is cold here where we're doing this recording. It sounds like it's cold where you are as well. A lot of people think even though it's cold outside, I don't need to drink as much water. So I want to, you know, kind of dive into that just a little bit is Talk to me about hydration, you know, whether or not the weather makes a difference. Um, well, if you're sweating a lot, the weather does make a difference because you need more <laughs> water, but you still need to stay hydrated in the winter. I really think, you know, the best advice is to follow your thirst, but at the same time, in general, we're looking for, you should get one to two ounces of water per body weight. So a lot of people will be like, whoa, that's a lot. But if you're, you know, bringing something with you, that has your water in it. Maybe it's something that's cute for Christmas or decorated, or you, maybe you throw some fruit in it and you stay hydrated that way. Maybe it's tea, but I would make sure that you're, you're drinking water so that your brain and your body feel better. Um, even if it's cold, warm that water up and drink it in different ways. Yes, I think that's so great. It was so cute. My husband, my son came home from school last week and he said, Mom, they had the best water at school. And I was like, really? You know, not something that I would ever hear a nine-year-old say. And he said they cut up apples and they had put it in the water, so festive for the holidays. And he said, and I got the bottom of the apple water, so it was amazing. And I was like, talk <laughs> about tricking yourself and getting these kids to stay hydrated. But again, an amazing way to do it is just adding something like an apple, you know, you have the flavor of that. I think people do it with cranberries as well to bring the little festive flair. But I think that's a great suggestion is, you know, make it fun. It doesn't need to just be plain, boring water as well. Yeah. Or citrus in the winter, you know, help, help stave off mm -hmm. other diseases and colds and all of that stuff too. Add oranges, lemons, limes, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So great suggestions. And I am totally with you. If I'm drinking out of something that I like to drink out of, you know, a big fat straw or a new cup or something, for some reason, I drink a lot more. It might just be a mental, a mental mm -hmm. trick that I play, but I'm totally with you on that, you know, no matter what kind of cup I'm drinking out of. And it's there. And so it's that visual reminder that it's staring at me right there. And it something helps me drink else that a little can... bit more. Something else that can help is maybe if you decide I'm just going to drink eight ounces of water when I get up before I drink anything else too. And just like know that that's how you're starting your day with, is with a cup of water, hydrating yourself. And then you can move on to coffee or tea or whatever else it is. But at least you know you're starting there. Yes. One of the greatest, you know, pieces of advice that, you know, so many practitioners suggest is doing that first thing in the morning, you know, have plenty of water to jumpstart your day. Um, so Jen, let's circle back to a little bit of the stress management um, aspects. Um, where do we start with that? When we're starting to get overwhelmed within our mind and body, where can we start with a little bit of, you know, stopping that stress response from happening? Yeah, I think remembering that you can take a pause and really telling yourself when you feel that feeling like I am stressed, you know that feeling's coming on, you can take a pause and then come back to the present moment and you can always start again. And something that can be really helpful is if you know that you need that pause and you need to take that breath is set your timer for two or three minutes and give yourself two or three minutes to just breathe. 
just sit and breathe. We don't need to um, feel like you're highly trained in meditation or anything like that. Really what meditation is, is connecting your body and your breath and, you know, letting go for a minute and just being present. So if you're feeling that overwhelmed feeling, stop, pause, set my timer, and I'm just going to breathe for a minute or two and then come back and start right where I am. Exactly. I was hearing um, from a client recently where they were starting to have these feelings of like panic um, and anxiety at work. Um, and it was almost becoming crippling for this person. And so we really talked a little bit about just doing a deep breathing or diaphragmatic breathing or 470 breathing something um, mm -hmm. during that moment. Um, you don't have to step away from the job even necessarily. You can do so much of that while you're still working. Um, and no one will know. And I think it's, you know, for a lot of people that's embarrassing, you know, if they feel like they have to step away and just take a moment, they're not okay. But I think there's so many things for ourselves, as you mentioned, just take that moment and be mindful and you can still keep going. Yeah, I think I learned that in my law enforcement career, when it, you, I would move into maybe dangerous situations or highly stressful situations, I was fortunate enough at that time in my very early 20s to somehow find that connection to my breath. And I remember always like stopping before rushing into anything, taking a couple breaths, nobody knew, but I could feel it. And then I could be more centered and present and do better in whatever situation I was in. Mm -hmm. And Jen, I would venture guess that that didn't just happen overnight. Um, you probably had to train yourself. Yeah, I, I think I definitely did. It, you, But once you find that that works, and then you can work it into your life. I think it is more natural for me now to come back to my breath. And um, you can practice that as well through other things that you do day to day, even in fitness, when you're working out, connecting your breath and, and really understanding that, that mind-body connection and the connection of breath mm -hmm. and slowing down. Um, we talk a lot about that in the work that I do with my clients. Yes. And I think s slowing down, you might have, you know, one of the top tips of mine right there is just taking that time to slow down. Um, I talk to my children a lot about that, whether they're, you know, jumping into a math test or they're, you know, starting to write something down for schools just to sit back and breathe for a few, few seconds. Doesn't need to be minutes. You know, their attention span is much smaller than mine is, but then just to take a minute and pause for a moment before they jump into it, you know, so they're not rushing. I think we all rush through life and we all need to do that, whether you're six or 96. So, yeah, especially during this season, I know we all see people running in and out of the stores and trying to get things done and, you know, just really wouldn't it feel so much better if we could slow down and be present for everybody that we come in contact with. I think it would feel better for all of us. Oh my gosh. Well, and you can just see it on people's faces as well. We were walking home from school today and my husband was like, you know what? No one really looks happy, you know, driving their cars as we're, you know, having all these people pass us on the road. And I was like, well, you know, welcome to the day and age that we're living in. And all of these things that we're talking about are just a little bit of dose of something that we could do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so many of our listeners know that I'm very much of a sleep nerd. Um, I'm a certified sleep coach myself. Of course, Jen, I'm going to bring up sleep. One of the things that we don't do, 40 million people don't do it. Um, so I would love to have your opinion on sleep and how that takes care of our mental and physical health over the holidays. 
Oh, I think it impacts every part of our lives. Um, and I think something that you can do for yourself through this season and always is develop a really good bedtime routine. And some of that, that can be different for everyone as well. But one thing that I think across the board that could be really helpful for everyone, but might be the toughest thing is shutting, shutting those screens off at least an hour before you go to bed. Disconnect, shut those off, start dimming the lights an hour before you go to bed and shoot for seven to eight hours of sleep a night if you can. Start shutting things down, whether that means I take a bath or I light a candle and I read a book a little bit or I listen to some um, relaxing music, but shutting the screens off, dimming the lights down and doing some things for yourself at least an hour before so you can wind down and keep it consistent through the week, the time that you do that. Yes, I hope no one is listening to this podcast as they're getting ready for bed. It's important information, but that that is not the time and it's technology, so let's not do that. Um, and Jen, what about kind of journaling as well? It kind of goes back to what you were saying at the very beginning. Um, I love to suggest people just write stuff down before they go to bed, get it out of their heads so they can empty the brain so they can sleep. Yeah, I agree. That's a great time to do that. And um, also throughout the day before, maybe before you're going to join a podcast like this or go into a class or meet with a client, um, doing the same thing, a brain dump so you can be fully present for everything in your life. And there's something about getting all of those thoughts and that to-do list and everything out on paper. You can let it go and know that you'll be able to come back to it. Yes, and without that sleep, we're not gonna be able to plan. We're not gonna be able to set our boundaries. There's so much that happens when we sleep that we're unaware of that you know better prepares us for everything that you've already talked about. Um, so yeah, I could go on forever for sleep, but I need to be be aware that that is not our whole topic of conversation today. Um, so Jen, what happens with anxiety and stress um, and it gets the best of us, our plans flop, we've, we've done nothing by Thanksgiving when we said that we were going to, what do we do when we're really, it's, it's not working out? Hmm. So like we've talked about before already is really being able to be in tune and in touch with ourselves. So I think stepping, step, taking that step back and giving yourself 15 minutes to really think about, well, and be real with yourself. Is this really a big deal? Did I have higher expectations for myself than how it needed to be? Is there something different that I can do? And uh, something that can be helpful too in that situation when you're sitting there and you're feeling that stress and feel like nothing's going right is, actually doing something somewhat like a brain dump that we just talked about, but writing down all your stress points, all the things that are worrying you, your pain points. If you get those out on paper, and then you can take one at a time and then decide, what's my plan for this? How am I going to work this in? Do I need to take this out? Do I need to have a conversation to make myself feel better about this? There's, there's lots of things you can do, but I think when we're feeling stressed and anxious, the thoughts just keep coming and they're piling at us and it feels overwhelming. But if you can sit down, get it out and reflect and take a moment for you and then decide, how do I want to go forward before and then take the next the next step, take the, make the next best choice because we get to change, choose in every moment. Yeah. And we didn't talk too much about, we mentioned it briefly, um, about kind of the support network is finding support, asking for help. Um, is there any shame in doing that? Oh, I think we all need support. We all need friends, coaches, 
family, coworkers uh, that are supportive, but it's finding the right support too and making sure that you're talking to people that you do trust and that you believe are there for you and um, it's not making it worse by sharing things like this. Exactly. Yep. Asking for help. I love all those suggestions that you mentioned. So we're rounding up our time together. Um, but again, there's probably so many more tips and tricks that you have. So I would love for you to kind of give your, your top three tips. We'll say three to five. I'll give you a little bit of a break. Um, three to five tips on how we can prepare our minds and bodies for the holidays. Really what your takeaways would be from today's discussion, many of which are probably going to be reviewed from what we've already talked about. Um, I would say reflect every day, having reflection time and remembering that you're in charge. You're in charge of how your holiday season goes and you don't have to let it just happen to you. You can, you can move through it and be in charge of your holiday season and enjoy it. Um, I would say move your body through the day. I think that helps every single person we are meant to move and it doesn't have to remember that it doesn't have to be something like crazy or um for a long period of time you can break it up but move your body through the day each and every day and keep your focus forward we if, if you spend your energy and time thinking about how things aren't the way they're supposed to be or how it's always been um, and going back to those old thoughts and habits or, you know, places that might be negative, keep it forward and hopeful and know that um, everything's working out for you. Yes. And I would love to add on to that one as well as just to be kind to yourself. Um, we all don't need to be Wonder Woman or Superman every day. Um, to really be kind with yourself um, and it's okay um, if things don't go right or if you don't accomplish everything on your list. I think that's, you know, one that I always have to remind myself of, which fits in with the forward as well, um, to just be okay, be okay with, you know, where we are right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm running a fitness and wellness challenge right now in our first week. We, we have a topic every week and our first week was accepting ourselves right where we're at and that's that is the key to success is if you can start where you're at and continue to move forward. We don't want to get hung up or paralyzed by all the things that didn't go right. Exactly. We don't want anxiety of the future to take over. Um, Jen, I really appreciate everything that you have said today and so excited for all of our listeners to kind of circle back to this, maybe even each year as they, you know, maybe feel a little bit unsteady on their feet. Um, but Jen, how can people get in touch with you um, as you're on the East Coast and we're in Utah? Tell us how people can get hold of you and kind of where you're at. Yeah, they can call me anytime. My cell number is 603-630-1383. They can go to our website at coachingnh.com um, or they can email at fearspiritfitness uh, at gmail.com. Awesome. So exciting, Jen. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. It's such a delight to get to meet you and see your festive spirit and all of your knowledge that you brought to our podcast today. Um, for those listeners that do love our podcast, just want to introduce you to our next podcast next month. Um, we're going to be finishing out our Dear Coach series with two of our coaches. 
Um, and they're going to be talking about a plant-based eating approach, um, whether we want to start now or in the holidays. So again, a lot of people want to move in this direction, but don't know how. So feel free to cycle back to our podcast next month um, if you're interested in that topic. But again, Jen, I want to say thank you so much for joining us. Happy holidays, I guess, if I dare go there. And I appreciate all of your time and spirit and smile today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.